This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Raw Reaction Show. Joining you at 8 a.m. today. It's the Raw Reaction Show because, of course, last night, well, actually, not even last night. I suppose it's last night. Early hours of this morning. Last night for those based in the West, I suppose. Um, Arsenal won. Uh, finally getting that win. Uh, I say finally. It's just we've had one game that we didn't win and now all of a sudden feels like it's been forever since we won a game. But Arsenal beating Barcelona 5-3 in our last game of our US tour in what was a really, really impressive performance and certainly highlighted um, some really good stuff as well. I'm just checking audio. Yeah, audio is absolutely fine. I mean, it's really annoying when people lie in the chat box. Oh, no, I've, I've banned Owen by accident. <laughs> Owen, if you're listening, that, that wasn't meant to be you. <laughs> the, the chat box flicked up at the wrong time. You'll be back shortly. Um, but uh, good morning uh, to everybody and Owen, especially now who can't <laughs> comment for five minutes um but uh thank you everyone that's tuning in very much appreciate your time as always and uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show and i'll endeavor not to accidentally time you out like i just did i feel so guilty no, that's terrible um but uh thank you everyone that's tuned in we're gonna get straight into things uh after saying good morning to people especially owen uh darren good morning to you to viraj to kevin to ola good morning to errol good morning uh to tom good morning to steve good morning to viraj good morning to sam and to vivian uh leopold good morning to abby uh, good morning to Bradley, Tony, Pinyween, Martin, Perez, and plenty more of you guys as well. Hope you're doing good. And well, right, let's crack on with today's slides for the game. Arsenal could have been, uh, it could have been a lot more and it could have been a lot less uh, in regards to the scoreline. It could have been a lot more goals for Arsenal and a lot less goals uh, for Barcelona. Really, really good performance from Arsenal. Could have easily had seven, uh, potentially even eight in this game. Bukai Saka missing a penalty, missing a chance as well, putting one over the top from Gabriel Jesus, setting him up. There was lots to be excited about. Gabriel Jesus had a great chance in the first half as well. Um, and obviously, all of Barcelona's goals came from mistakes. Came from mistakes. First of all, Martin Odegaard giving the ball away. And then William Saliba not stopping the cross. And then Gabriel not picking up the potential rebound. Ramsdale, I thought, made a good save initially. I know he's going to probably going to face 
Um, what I will feel is unwarranted criticism for that uh, first goal. Um, but uh, for me, he makes a really good reaction stop and then no one's there to, to pick up the loose ball afterwards, which is a shame. Um, the second goal, obviously, Urien Timber giving away the free kick and then Martin Odegaard turns his back. Like the number one rule, the number one rule if you're in the wall is to not turn the back, you fool. <laughs> I only got him a fool because it rhymed. He's actually my favourite player. But he's deserving of criticism uh, because you shouldn't be turning your back. Um, and uh, he has to face the front. He has to face the uh, the team and uh, face the opposition taker. Ramsdale, unfortunately, completely wrong-footed uh, in that sense and couldn't get back across the other side. I saw some people trying to levy criticism towards Ramsdale. I just can't understand that. Um, he's going one way, takes a deflection, can't get back the other way quick enough on a pitch that was really, really terrible. The pitch was awful. I'm being that guy again. I'm being tired. But uh, the pitch was absolutely dreadful. Um, and there's a reason behind the 35-minute or 36-minute delay to kick off as well. And players just couldn't get their footing in certain points. And I think that was on offer for some of those goals that we considered. And of course, the last goal, again, talking about players losing their footing, Rob Holding slipping um, and unfortunately allowing Barcelona in to score uh, their third goal of the game, which there was a little bit of a, a warrior moment, but thankfully we hit back pretty darn quickly. Right, let's talk about uh, Bakai Saka uh, and his shining performance, his absolutely fantastic display once again, even though, of course, there was a missed penalty in this performance from Bakaya Saka. He was, without a doubt, our, at the start of the game in the first half, I felt our brightest player, causing so much problems for Marcus Alonso. The same kind of feeling I got when we played against Man United, Luke Shaw and Marcus Alonso really struggling to deal with Bakaya Saka, getting him behind, using his right foot. He's using his right foot more than his left foot now um, and really is impressing using his weaker foot. And I think that that is going to cause some defences huge problems next season. Massive, massive problems in trying to deal uh, with the fact that he can use both his feet, which is seemingly a little bit of a uh, uh, a tip from Arsene Wenger. Uh, we've heard from Tim Lewis, the executive vice chairman. So uh, very interesting indeed. Saka shining and it's going to be a huge asset. And again, props to the club for renewing his contract. Brilliant Brilliant news. Uh, Habert's scoring his goal in what I think is probably fair to say was his best performance uh, so far in an Arsenal shirt. Really good to to get that um, situation resolved uh, to a degree. Of course, it's not perfect, but just to kind of get the confidence back into the player, that's two goals in four pre-season games. And they're not full 90-minute performances either, and he's got two goals across those four games, which is really good. Popping up at the back post to turn in Martin Odegaard's header. There was a really good pass through to Martin Ode uh, to um, Gabriel Jesus as well in the first half to set up an opportunity. He kept on moving into the box, kept on ghosting into really dangerous positions, and I think that movement is what's going to be really threatening for teams next season. Is You're not really going to know where Havertz is popping up, but those runs into the box, those movements that he's making are really good. And uh, yeah, if we're going up against a side where we've got the ability to kind of hold defensively, with a single pivot number six type player, I think having this dynamic of Havertz and Odegaard as potential tens give Arsenal a lot going forwards. But it does create a dynamic where you have a lot of um, emphasis on the defensive midfielder to hold a bigger space. However, man of the match, without a doubt, despite Bakaya Saka's brilliant performance, has got to go to, has got to, go to Leandro Trossard. 
absolutely fantastic performance from him. Technically astounding, um, dribbling-wise, brilliant, finishing on another level. Like Both of his goals were really, really difficult finishes. The second one, the, the ball that's kind of struck into him at real pace from, from Kieran Tierney, the turn of which he manages to quickly turn his foot to angle it towards the goal and get it past uh, the keeper. I don't even know the backup goalkeeper for for Barcelona. Was it was was it Casilla? I feel like I heard kept hearing the word Casilla. Uh, Barcelona, Arsenal. Uh, let's have a quick check on who their goalkeeper was in the second half. It was um, boom 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 boom. If I can find, it's not even telling me who it was. Um, Satorres, I think it was. Inyaki was Inyaki Peña Satorres. Uh, I was thinking Casilla definitely doesn't play. Uh, the, not Casillas, by the way. Casilla used to play for Leeds United. Um, I'm assuming it was Iñaki Peña uh, was the goalkeeper that was in goal. Casilla, uh, Satorres, I'm assuming that was him. Um, but uh, yeah, he was was wrong-footed completely by the finish from Trossards. And then you had the first goal, which was that little step over, which, by the way, was started off brilliantly. Um, really good build-up. Um, that came through the team, the little flick uh, from from Trossard as well. Uh, the second goal as well, the, the, the pass through from Jorginho was also absolutely excellent. Uh, some really, really impressive uh, kind of technical ability on display for both of Trossard's goals from him, from Trossard, uh, from Tierney, from Jorginho. Um, some really, really good stuff yeah, in, in those, both of those goals. And boy, did Fabio Vieira need that. <laughs> did Fabio Vieira need that goal at the end? He absolutely did. Um, it was funny. I was having a conversation on social media with uh, kind of a, a couple of jokey back and forth after uh, Vieira did that really good where the ball kind of went loose in the box and Vieira sprinted in to nick the ball away and then right-footed dink over the, to the back post trying to find Amaro Koja Dubri who got some minutes in the game, which was good to see. Um, couldn't find him, but it was a really good bit of uh, play by him in that moment of which I tweeted out saying that was great from Vieira. And there were some obvious kind of replies uh, about Vieira's overall performances in the last few weeks or so and, and the past season, of course, to which then almost immediately we saw Vieira pop up with what was a fantastic strike. You know, we're used to seeing these goals. He scored one. Um, I think it was it the goal was it against Leon um, in the mid-season break during the World Cup where he scored that kind of curled effort. And of course, everyone remembers the one against Brentford uh, in the Premier League as well. The guy can shoot from range. Um, which is really, really impressive. And I hope that it gives the confidence that he needs. I hope it gives him that confidence to to move forwards and continue as a key part of this Arsenal side as well. Last point before we go into more general terms on a specific performance, Urien Timber starting at left-back. Really interesting choice by Arteta to play him at left-back. I put a tweet out uh, on my personal Twitter account, at Tom Canton Media, which you can find on, on Twitter or Z or whatever it's called now, X, I suppose. Um, history of Urien Timber playing left-back prior to today. He's only played 512 total minutes across eight games, four at youth level and four at senior level between 2019 and 2021. He's never completed 90 minutes playing at left-back at senior level, and he's never got a goal contribution playing at left-back at senior level. However, in those four games for Ajax, uh, they did win all four of those and they scored 11 goals across the four games that he was involved playing at left back. And I thought that Timber was really, really, really good. Really, really good in that left kind of inverted role. And I think it's great that we've now got Timber and we've got a player that can kind of compete with Zinchenko and offer you something on the right 
as well. What a player. What a signing. And I, for me, I think it's signing of the summer for Arsenal. And this is why you don't panic. Lessons learned. I think I want to talk about some other players as well that I didn't have time to create slides for specifically. But Thomas Partey, I put a tweet out uh, during the game, which basically was along the lines of, it felt to me like that was a performance from Thomas Partey that was very much a response to what was a disappointing end to the season for him and the arrival of a player that is going to push him in Declan Rice. We've got two world-class defensive midfielders now at the club. Both of them are going to push each other. They're going to play together, I think, at times as well. Partey was fantastic. He looked dominant. He looked really good with his progressive passing. And I think it was back to the Partey performances that we've seen at the highest level. I was really disappointed, actually, to see so many people misinterpret that tweet that I put out and, and see it as some kind of criticism towards Partey. I'm almost getting the feeling that Partey, for some people that either watch the channel or engage with us on social media, is a player that people feel cannot be criticised in any way, shape or form. And even when you come up with a positive assessment of Partey, you still get people thinking that you're criticising him. I think what people need to remember is that you need to be grounded enough to recognise when things aren't going well. And for Partey at the end of last season, it wasn't. And for this game, it was a real response to the end of last season and to the arrival of Declan Rice. And I think that it generates an environment of competition which breeds quality if you've got players playing in different in the same position that are of the similar level like Partey and like Rice it's going to create competition it's going to make people uncomfortable so that they have to push themselves to be at their absolute best and maybe Partey towards the end of last season you know I know that he's not used to playing full seasons because he's had injuries that have cost him the end of end of seasons like we saw in 21-22 but actually Partey having someone like Rice there that's going to push him, that we're going to see competition between those two and hopefully a partnership as well between those two. I thought it was great to see a really good response from what had been a disappointing end to last season for Partey, who was, as Cam says in the chat, he absolutely bossed it. Um, and I think when it comes down to other performances in the team as well, Gabriel Jesus, I thought had a really good display, specifically the one which the, the goal for Trossard, where the long ball came out from Ramsdale, touch of the ball down to Trossard, couple of step overs, left footed strike. But Jesus is just so good in those moments where he kind of takes the ball down in situations where you don't think he's going to be able to do that. There was a lovely little mazy run through a few Barcelona players as well, keeping possession. Really good link up play with, uh, with Trossard and Havertz in particular, and of course Saka as well. Great chance where he had that on the left-hand side, cut once, cut twice, played it across. Saka nearly got on the end of it. thought Jesus really impressed me as well. So that was really, really strong. In terms of players that weren't as great as what you would like to see, I thought Martin Odegaard probably had his, his worst performance of preseason so far. You know, obviously a couple of mistakes that we've already highlighted that were a bit of a shame. And I'm hoping that he gets back into some top form again soon. That that would be very much appreciated. I think a few people have highlighted that the centre-backs, Saliba and Gabriel, maybe look a little bit off. Um, I think there is something to be said about the mistakes that obviously we're making at the moment. I think they're mistakes that happen in pre-season um, and I'm glad that they're making them now. Um, but other than that, I was really impressed with the performance overall. Some people have put the finger at Ramsdale. Again, both of those goals, the first save on the first goal was a really good reaction stop and then no one's unfortunately there to pick up the second strike, which is a shame. I thought his distribution out for the goal of Trossard's first goal was really good. Um, and obviously... The second goal, which was a deflection of Erdegaard, if you're pointing any fingers at him in that pitch, in that moment off that deflection, he's going to be a player that I don't think he's ever going to impress you enough, I quite frankly. I think that that second goal that they scored 
brought out and revealed and exposed quite a lot of people that, to be honest, are just never going to see Ramsdale as a top-class goalkeeper because in a goal where he had absolutely no chance of saving, still fingers are being pointed at the guy. To be honest, I can't quite... I can believe it, but it's just a shame that even in a moment where he has absolutely no chance of getting to a ball because of a deflection on that type of ground, you know, it's it's mad that some people still point the finger at him. Made a good save um, from, I think it was Ansu Fatty in the second half as well. Low struck strike as well, which he took really, really well and played out of defence really well as well. So I can't be, cannot be pointing the finger at, uh, at him. And as Patrick says in the chat, Smith Rowe, Looked good when he came off the bench as well in the second half. Really, really did uh, look good. And Smith Rowe needs to get these minutes, getting back to full fitness, getting back to full form. Very, very excited to see what Smith Rowe can do for Arsenal this season. Right, let's move to part two then and your questions and more right after this. You can, of course, get your tickets to what will be something of a live raw reaction after the game against Nottingham Forest. We'll be doing our live show in London with Harry Simeon, FK Mike Feinberg and Bailey Keogh at the Mild Maid Club in North London on the 13th of August at 5pm. Doors open, show starts at 6 uh, so you'll be able to get our reactions to the first game of the Premier League season. Play some fun and games and meet plenty of people that you see daily in the chat box. Link for those tickets is down in the video description. Right then, uh, let's go into the chat box then and see what is up. Uh, Lucas Chambers TV says these Martin Martinez tackles will get someone out for a season soon. What are your thoughts on these during the preseason campaign? Of course, you've probably seen, if not already, the video that is going around of um, the Sandra Martinez's tackle on Drew Bellingham, um, which is kind of similar to his tackle on Bakaya Saka. Um, it's just a horrible bloke, isn't he? Like on the pitch, he's just a horrible player. Um, technically fantastic from on the ball, but off the ball, he's just a horrible, horrible footballer. And... I think that pre-season opens up these types of scenarios, sadly. I think pre-season is a time where you see players take the opportunity to attack, uh, to some degree of the word, others with very little consequence. There's no suspensions. There's no you know, recompense either. And because of that, you're going to see it continue, which is a sad state of affairs. But that is the situation that we unfortunately find ourselves in regarding players like Lissandro Martinez. Um, Manouche says, enough of the sentiments now, but sorry, high time to cash in on Smith-Rowe. He is not good enough to where we want to be. Besides that, I was very impressed with Timber and Kaya. Did, did you watch the same game? <laughs> and I, I Sometimes it's, it's mad to me when I watch a game and I obviously do these shows and I see comments that are just completely absent of any kind of realistic analysis of a performance smith Rowe was really energetic and great and direct I'd, I'd loved his cameo i really don't get what people are expect if it's like the minimum bar is if you don't score you're crap mate that's that's what i feel like for some people that it is if you don't score you're terrible uh, that's, that's the way i feel so before he was great i thought he had a great performance in the second half uh paul says hi tom do you think saka will convert to a striker in the next two years he seems to get into the box and score more often no i don't i think he's just a very direct right winger paul i think that he's fantastic in that role and coming off the right hand side using his right or left foot is going to be absolutely brilliant 
as a right winger. Silverara says, oh my gosh, I made a TGT live stream for the first time. Welcome. And uh, I hope you're enjoying yourself here as well. Uh, is Owen in the chat? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. <laughs> Has Owen recovered from the... Uh, here we go. Have the shackles been taken off yet? To a degree, Owen... I'm not having you go full Owen in the chat. We can't be having that. And by the way, Owen will, of course, be returning with Sophie and the doc for our Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeat podcast, which I'm hoping to bring back next week. Um, AJ says, why is Timber playing as a left-back? Who is leaving? Uh, because it's pre-season. We're trying things out. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. You know, Zinchenko's not fit at the moment. And the next best inverted option could be Timber. Uh, and if we want to use Ben White, which why would you not want to? He's been fantastic. Um, ben White and Timber offers something different as well. Uh, Cody says, uh, I heard there was links that Palace are interested in Ketia. Is there any truth to this? Personally, I think that would benefit both teams. If it is true, I hope that it's true. Um, but I've personally not heard anything on that front at the moment. But uh, I did see those tweets yesterday. Uh, James says, where was Rice? Uh, according to Cecil, uh, who was at the game for AFTV, it was a tight calf issue uh, that kept Rice out. So that's apparently the the issue, tight calf, which on these pitches, you want to take as many, many precautions as you feasibly can. So I'm not surprised that they uh, left him out as a precaution, it seems, in today's game. Um, let's go. Guna Jake says, Tom, do you think the West Ham penalty has knocked Saka's confidence in taking them? Um, maybe. I mean, he's come back from arguably the worst penalty situation of any player after the European Championships and obviously the horrific reaction to that penalty. And he scored some massive ones like against Liverpool, you know. So I don't think I, I, players miss pens. Like it does happen. They can't score them all. They do have some saved. You know, the best players in the world, Messi, Salah, have both missed penalties, plenty of them, you know. So I don't look at it as a big, big issue, to be fair. Um, let's go to uh, Ashish. Says, Tom, Arteta said that he wants to try the Partey-Rice combination. Don't you think it's better to try this combination against Monaco or City before the season than experimenting later and then we drop points? I would be using the... Um, if they're both fit, I'd be tempted to use it. But I also kind of think that if you want to stick with Havertz and in, in this double 10 midfield, I do think that there is an element of saying, stick with it, use it and see what happens. Um, but I would like to see both Partey and Rice start against Man City. 
that is that is what I would like to see uh, come the uh, Community Shield. Um, <laughs> Alex has stopped lecturing your watchers. It's unpleasant first thing in the morning, but I love the show. <laughs> Seems a little bit contradictory, but that's fine. Um, but no, you won't stop me lecturing. I love a good lecture and a good rant. It's what I do best. Uh, Eli says, think we could do with one more centre-back and potentially a striker, but there isn't anyone right now I can think of that would be an instant yes. Seems average centre-backs and nines everywhere at the moment. Any ideas? Um I don't think we need another centre-back. I think we've got a lot of those. I think if you're going to bring anyone, it would be a right-back, and that's why Arsenal are interested in in maybe bringing one in. We, I reported that last month. Miguel Delaney of The Independent reporting it again yesterday. Um, there is an openness to another style of right-back, potentially, coming in. Balogun says, Seb, I think that Balogun probably edging towards the exit door. Arteta said they had a small foot injury, but he didn't say that he was training alone because of that foot injury. It's important to point that out. He said he has a small foot injury and he's been training away from the group or he's been away from the squad. That didn't say because of the injury. It was an and. It wasn't a because, you know. So that was an interesting answer from Arteta. Maybe we'll get more clarity on that soon. Um, Triple Triple Kill says, uh, hey, Tom, I'm getting kind of sick of the narrative that we have a midfield problem or that it's broken. We have two great new midfielders and they've played half of football together. Uh, let's have patience. Absolutely. Uh, people want instant reward, instant gratification, instant responses. And in reality, the likelihood is you're not going to get that. Uh, you've got to be realistic. You've got to just be grounded enough to realize that you're not going to get those instant returns that's the reality of the situation so yeah if you're expecting things to click immediately prepare to be disappointed because it's just not going to happen um let's go to um more than a wheelchair says sorry tom but i think we should sell Partey. he's never getting uh he came never getting injured yet always gets injured and hasn't shown enough moments of world class we should upgrade on him who are you upgrading on him with who are you upgrading on Thomas Partey with? I've no idea who you're going to sign to upgrade on Thomas Partey. We've we spent £105 million on a player that doesn't upgrade on him as an overall player. We've got Rice who can come in and play better in some regards, but not in others. And Partey's better than him in some regards, not in others. We've got two world-class DMs. I get that he gets injured. That's a fine criticism, but I, I just don't get it. I really don't. I've, I'm really struggling with some of these views today. They I, I, I don't make too much sense to me. Um, Bradley says, Tom, were you surprised that Arteta kept the starting eleven on the pitch for so long? No, it's very Arteta's style uh, to do that. He did it last summer. Uh, he likes using his best team to get them ready and raring to go for the first games of the Premier League season. So, no, it, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. Uh, let's go to uh peter says personally i don't get the comparison but what's your thoughts on mark goldbridge saying that arsenal need to follow man united's lead and replace ramsdale like they did with De Gea and anana i have a lot of time for mark for a lot of stuff that he says actually i think he's been quite grounded on arsenal over the last uh, couple of years but actually i thought he was very wrong on the ramsdale thing i think ramsdale is is, is one of the most valuable and highly rated goalkeepers in the world and we're very, very lucky to have him in the team. Uh, we're pressing was good today, Lars. Yes, it was very good indeed. Very, very good. Um, and TGP says, very important to use the exact words people say, at least for real journalists. Exactly. You should only ever, 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 ever 
use quotation marks in a tweet to quote someone word for word unless you're using uh, little uh, punctual indicators to suggest that it's a casual term. An important lesson, a very important lesson. Bradley says, after seeing the games we've played pre-season, how many more players would you like to see through the door? Uh, it depends on who leaves. I still think we've got scope to bring in one attacking player, potentially one that brings competition to Bukayo Saka, but I would just bring in the one. Uh, I said at the start of the season that summer I wanted five or six. Timber has basically fulfilled two of those roles, so it goes down to four or five. You've brought in Kai Havertz, you've brought in Declan Rice, and we've kept Partey. I think for me that that changes things a lot. Tierney's obviously looks like he's still staying at the moment as well. So I think another wide player um, doesn't look like it could, could be Kudus at the moment because Chelsea are certainly leading that race, it seems. Don't rule Arsenal out, um, but it seems Chelsea are leading that race at the moment. Um, so yeah, I bring in one more, I think, one more. Uh, Derek says, next time to talk with Trossard, can you ask him about his binocular celebration? Uh, he's already been asked about that. It's, uh, I think he's... His son came up with that celebration. I think he asked his son, "Why? what do you want me to do when I score? And his son went like that. So that's what he does uh, for his celebrations. I think he explained that when he arrived at Arsenal. Um, Dakairai says, after this tour, uh, sorry, I've mispronounced that, by the way, Dakairai maybe. Uh, after this tour, do you now see how Arteta wants to set up with the complexion of the attacking midfield with Smith-Rowe, Fabio Vieira, Erdogan, Havertz and a CDM? Sad that Nelson and Zinchenko are not available. We can compete with this squad. I, I agree. Yeah, I think the composition of the midfield is similar to last season, but obviously the Xhaka... Uh, the, the player that's playing instead of Xhaka being Havertz, be it Vieira, be it Smith-Rowe or Trossard, who's also played there, is playing in a more advanced role. The defensive midfield is being given more responsibility to defend and those fullbacks are going to have to be more defensively stable as well. So I think that it's been a really good um, pre-season tour. I think it's given us a lot to think about, a lot of lessons to learn from, especially from the United game. But two wins, a draw and a loss. We've still two more games to go. I think we've built back momentum again with that win, a really important performance and lots to be excited about. Uh, AJ says, Tom, I'm really disappointed with the official Arsenal coverage of these games. I paid to watch them all and no way to watch the games later. I also, the stream quality has been very poor. Uh, big up to Kai Havertz, I assume that is. Um, I have had no issues with the stream that I've used. I bought the pass from the Arsenal website and used that. Uh, I think they've. I think Frimi has done some brilliant work, to be honest. Whilst he's been away producing content for fans, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Ultimately, you paid for the the coverage of the games, which is what you got. I personally didn't have any issues with stream quality at all. I think AJ, that might be down to your internet connection more than anything. I personally had no issue with any of the streams that I use from the Arsenal website across it. That's only my interpretation, my experience of using those streams. So it might be different to yours, but my streams were perfect. I watched it on my phone. I watched it on my laptop. I used both during the the, uh, the course of the tour. My stream was absolutely fine. Um, so I, I I don't I I never had a single issue. Um, with with the the uh the streams it might be aj your internet connection in terms of the coverage um i'd, I'd be interested to know what more you would have liked you know i'm always up for hearing solutions um so yeah I, 
I, I don't know why the stream was an issue. It might be different for some people. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it depends on, I suppose, where you're at or maybe it's a country-based problem. Um, so there you go. But I had no issues with it at all. Um, Hassat Dagain says, hi, Tom. Uh, Zavi said Arsenal played with so much intensity like it was a Champions League game. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, we were criticised for not having enough intensity against Man United, and now we're criticised for having too much intensity. So you can never win, can you? But there you go. Lars says, was Josh and Big Stan at the game? I think so. I, did, I haven't seen them, but they were at the training ground the other day. I'd be surprised if they weren't at their own SoFi Stadium for the game. So I think it, I think they were at the game, yes. Um, let's go to... Oso says, Tom, are you impressed with Havertz? I'm impressed with some aspects and I'm not impressed with others. And I think it's a very mixed bag from Havertz at the moment. I think we are enjoying some things and not others. And I think that we're learning. I, I think there's a lots of context, lots and lots of context um, to, to to talk about with Havertz, about where he's he's come from, the situation he's coming into, the stylistic differences, returning to a midfield role. There's always going to be... Um, question marks about a transitional period but I've been impressed by some of the things I've been impressed with how he's continued to apply himself after frankly some ludicrous criticisms of him um and frankly like real exaggeration and hyperbole around him over this course of this this thing so have that is what I would say so yeah there you go um let's go to so Salou says I don't think Rice can replace Partey maybe he can replace Xhaka but Partey especially in his position I disagree I think Rice can absolutely eventually replace him but I think I want I want to see from them right now is playing together and competing with one another uh I think that Rice is incredibly somehow it seems by some underrated I'm excited to see both of them play together. Uh, Canal says, when is the Champions League draw? Uh, I believe it's the 31st of August. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the day before deadline day. So that's when that is. Um, let's go to Aditya says, hey, Tom, where does Arsenal go from the performance tonight? Forwards. <laughs> is, the only way, is the only way I've got to answer that, Aditya, is that we need to see against Monaco another really comfortable display playing on our own pitch. That's what I'm excited to see the most again is playing on a Premier League quality pitch again. Um, so, yeah. LJ, I've already covered this. Balogun didn't play because of a minor foot injury, uh, is what Arteta said. Uh, Jeffrey says, Havertz is reminding me of Dimitar Berbatov, Silky and Lanky combined. He's got that languid style, doesn't he? Which doesn't endear himself to the majority of people. People like to see real massive energy, application, tenacious running. What I would say is a player that is of the taller variety, do tend to look quite different on a football field in terms of how they move. You know, smaller players can look a lot more like Torreira, for instance, can look a, look a lot more tenacious. So sometimes it's actually the perception of a player that can be a little bit strange. But I would like him to be a little bit more um, applied in his pressing. But defensively, he's he's had some really good stats the last couple of seasons which show that he does defend, does apply himself, I just think he needs to show a little bit more. Uh, and that's going to change. You know, as he plays more under Arteta, as he plays more moving forwards, that is absolutely going to improve. Um, Holdini says, uh, Tom, can we agree that Rob Holding Slip has now placed him in the same level as John Terry and Steven Gerrard? <laughs> in terms of slippage, yes, he can be talked about in terms of those players. But it was a really disappointing moment. I think uh, one that will be sadly playing on his mind now. Um 
yeah, real, real issue. Um, John says, how excited do you think Rice is to play on the carpet for Arsenal? I think he's going to be absolutely over the moon to play on a pitch that isn't horrid, to be honest, as are the rest of the players as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing Arsenal play at the Emirates on Wednesday. Um, Amir says, do you think Araujo should have been sent off? Uh, maybe sent off is a bit harsh. It's a friendly, but I don't think he should be doing the tackles. The one on Jesus on the left-hand side that wasn't even penalised was atrocious. I don't know if anyone's seen the other video angles of it. It was an atrocious challenge and it was not picked up whatsoever. Um, the refereeing has been, frankly, pretty dire. I think the All-Stars game was okay, but the Man United game and this game and the Nuremberg game as well, I, I think the refereeing in those games was was really quite Eric Dyer. Really, really poor. Really, really poor. And uh, opened up the opportunity for players to just start scything down their colleagues and their contemporaries, which is a real, real shame. Um, Marcus says, based on preseason performances and those that have not played, who goes and how much do we get for them? I think that we're talking about the same players, Marcus. Again, I don't think anything's changed. Maybe Amario Koja Dubri can do it alone. Um, that could be something to get into more senior um kind of minutes in things as well so but Laconga, Tavares you know arguably Balogun as well um I think when you because I just don't see a future for Balogun in the situation that we've got with him right now he's not getting the time he's not getting the minutes so it's probably best to, to make a significant sale uh of, of Balogun um Pepe, obviously, Cedric, Rob Holding. Uh, Austin Trussey didn't play in the last couple of games. I think he's probably going to be gone as well. Uh, so, yeah, quite a fair few. It's still got to be moved on between now and the end of the summer window. Um, Delt says, I'm disappointed to not have heard her. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There's one. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I still find it mad, the things that some people complain about. So even saying things like, ooh, is being complained about. Uh, Marquinhos did not feature Seb. No, he didn't play. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, have you considered starting a neutral fan channel? No, my life is very much Arsenal. Uh, very, very much Arsenal. I think Dan Potts does a great job uh, on the 12-man podcast talking about loads of different clubs. Um, and I'm happy to feature on there as well. But uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think this is going to be Arsenal and, and Arsenal only. That's that's my life. Live and breathe it, mate. Live and breathe it. Uh, Amir says, Tom, are you planning on doing a phone-in show? Probably before the season starts officially. Yeah, we'll probably do another phone-in show and there's an opportunity to do one. Things are very busy at the moment, <laughs> so it's very difficult to fit one in. Uh, AJ says, happy with the window. I'd like us to sign an out-and-out number nine next season. My choice would be Evan Ferguson. What about you? I think we need to see another season of Evan Ferguson before we start jumping on a massive bid for him. And I'm not really keen on signing players from Brighton at the moment. Um, I think, you know, that's a club that needs to be a bit more humbled in the market somewhat as well. But let's see. Uh, let's see what happens uh, with with the striker situation. I don't think we'll sign one this summer. I'd be very surprised if we do. Only if Nketiah and Balogun both left, would we move for one, is my prediction. Maybe a versatile forward that can play at centre-forward, but not an out-and-out number nine. I just don't think the options are there at the moment, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. I hope I am. I'd love to see a signed one that was really good and add something different, but 
I just don't see it happen. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we're going to be wrapping this one up here. So do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And if you are based in London and you'd like to come along and see the show live when we talk about the, uh, the Nottingham Forest game, uh, transfers, uh, we play some fun and games as well. Uh, join myself, Harry Simu, FK, Mike Feinberg, and Bailey Keogh at the Mould Maid Club in Newington Green in London. Um, it's very much appreciated uh, for everybody that's already bought tickets. But if you would like a ticket, uh, please do go get one down in the description. Um, I look forward to seeing so many of you at that event and uh, look forward to hopefully putting on a great show for you guys. Uh, so yeah, help us out, support the channel, get a ticket, get down there, and uh, we'll see you again very soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.